What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast, the official podcast of MetalNexus.net, where you can get your show reviews, concert reviews, photos, and so much more. And with me, as always, is Daniel Terry. How are you doing? Doing all right. I'm so tired. Like, you wouldn't even believe. Oh, God. I've been working so much this week. <laughs> well, I went to, uh, I woke up on Monday morning and went to work, and they're like, hey, you know how you're going out of town today? I said, yeah. They're like, well, it's going to be a two-day trip, not a one-day. So you're not coming home tonight. Uh. Fuck. Okay. So, uh, and then I worked like 13-hour days every day after that. So, like, I think I lost my voice at some point, had a terrible cough. It was, like, raining the entire time. And I'm just like, goddamn. That sounds very apropos of the uh, guest we have on, which is uh, Bjorn from Soil Work this time. Oh, yeah. He, uh, I think, you know, he's used to that rainy gravelly losing your voice kind of gothenburg sounds yeah absolutely the sun never shines in sweden after all uh, yeah i don't think it does actually <laughs> but this was fun um i mean last time we had bjorn on obviously it was to talk about night flight orchestra and this time we actually get to talk to him about you know the thing he is known for soil work yes which i mean let's just you know put it out there on front street is Soilwork work the most consistent band in all of metal quite possibly I don't even to hear their new album to know that it's good. <laughs> Do you just pre- hit the pre-order, pre-save, and, and you're good to go? Pretty much, yeah. I actually have the vinyl sitting in my house, but I actually don't. Uh, I have not opened it yet. Oh, you have a new record? Yeah. I have not gotten it. I actually don't own any soil work on vinyl, surprisingly. Really? Mm-mm. Huh. No, that's your problem. I, it really is. I, I mean, I am really stoked that I just got one of my White Whales, which is uh, Our Lady of Annihilation on the Death Wish uh, first pressing variant on 250 made on the Baby Powder Blue. So I can't wait for oh, that to come in the mail. That's beautiful. It will be. I can't wait to play some hardcore on my record player. <laughs> and to think, man, I uh, I was just excited about getting a new phone case in the mail today. God, how lo- how far the mighty have fallen. <laughs> well, I mean, you and I both uh, have been working a lot uh, so far this week, and uh, as such, I decided to have something a little... Mother Nature has been really fucking fickle this week. It's uh, been 70 and really nice, and currently I think we're supposed to get some snow here uh, tomorrow. <laughs> so, as such, I decided to get a uh, Totally Roasted uh, by Vandermill. It's a nice dry cider. Um, typically, though, if you have a, a nice shot of vanilla vodka in this, we be in. There you go. Well, you know how the other day I was drinking... Um... Water and lemon juice? Yes. I still haven't gotten better from that. So it's horse shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm basically just drinking um, fucking drinking water right now. You're just drinking drinking water? <laughs> water. I mean, not probably any kind of water. I think my voice is getting better. You know, comment on our Facebook or something to let us let us know. Is Dan's voice improving or getting steadily worse? I, I really can't tell at this point. Right. And, uh, yeah, so this is kind of a little bit of a longer chat, and I uh, figure let's just get right to the whole reason you're here, which is to hear us talk to Bjorn. Yeah. 
So I have the pleasure of talking to Mr. Bjorn Strid again uh, of the of Soil work this time. Uh, last time it was of uh, Night Flight Orchestra, which you still are a member of both bands, but yeah. we are here to talk about Soil work this time. How are you doing this evening? Very good, thank you. How are you? Uh, could be better, but you know what? I have two beers in front of me, and I have been looking forward to this chat since uh, pre the new record coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Speaking of the new record, I'm going to have you actually say the title of it so I don't offend anybody with my really broken Swedish. Okay, it's called uh, Verkligheten. And uh, it is out now via Nuclear Blast Records. And, you know, what's kind of interesting is in looking up what the the word meant, it, it, it roughly translates, as far as I can tell, into reality. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that, when I was kind of looking at the title in conjunction to looking at the lyrics and some of the lyrical themes, I kind of felt like this is dealing with a sense of a new reality after a great loss. Um, I kept getting allusions to sort of biblical times, maybe like an Adam and Eve, the, the downfall of man and civilization and the rebirth that we inevitably go through. I have no idea if that's actually what it is represent or what it was inspired by, but that that's kind of what I took away from it upon listening to the album a couple times with the lyrics in front of me. Mm. Well, that's an interesting interpretation. I haven't really heard that before. Um, so basically what happened with this album, and actually in, in general, I mean, me, me and David ended up writing the whole album. And lyrically, he's, uh, his lyrics are very sort of full of escapism. While mine are somewhat more sort of grounded and, and socially realistic, if you will. And, right. And together that creates a really interesting sort of balance i guess and i think it, it you know that also shines through in the other band the night flyer orchestra even though it's, that's it that's also a t totally different expression both lyrically and and and, and musically uh at least in our <laughs> uh minds um, <laughs> but yeah i mean it's um uh, i think that you know that that makes up for for a good balance you know because i i think that's something that comes with age too you sort of need to face reality uh the older you get and but also you also need to find new ways to escape it and i guess i'm sort of more fine with you know being in in the now and in, in reality than than david and i really you know sometimes wish i was david and maybe david wish he was, was me sometimes and i think that creates something really interesting you know because we're the best of friends so um so i think with this album you know it it, it it's um we found that this perfect balance with, with the music and also, the, I mean, it's full of sort of escapism lyrically. And I think the the music also takes you somewhere else, you know, in, in many ways, it's very dreamy at times, sometimes very much in your face and also super melancholic at times. So I think it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really a perfect match, you know, in, in the end, lyrically and, 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 and um, musically, you know, with, with, with with David's compositions and, and the same with mine, you know, it, it, it makes up for a really good balance. You know, it was kind of interesting too in, in read, reading the song titles. I think maybe that was part of what made me think that maybe there was a religious undertone to it was, you yeah. know, uh, I think, what is it? Uh, I can remember uh, skulls or skulls because I had to look up the word because I didn't know what it was. And basically it's just basically a collection of, uh, or a, a grouping of fish, I believe is what it breaks down to. Midnight. Midnight. Are you, are you talking about Skullfogel or no? No. no. Um, I'm trying to remember something full F O A L S or Shoals. Something Shoals. Full Moon Shoals. 
Full Moon Shoals. Okay, yeah. And I had to look it up because I was like, what the fuck is a shoal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I kept finding myself doing that actually a lot with the with the lyrics and the song titles and such was mm. actually having to look things up so I had a better understanding of what you guys were saying. Obviously, I didn't do a great job of uh, showcasing that just now, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but it's still one of those things that, you know, like, I think that's something that, you know, I, I've always admired about your guys' songwriting in the musicality of it and as well as the lyrical presentation of it is the fact that it always challenges the listener to take a deep dive and to go beyond just whatever is on, on the surface level. And I think that's something that you guys collectively have done the entirety of your career, and I think it's very commendable. But... Is it hard sometimes not to just kind of want to do something that's very surface level and in it is exactly as it seems? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it's hard to not repeat yourself after so many albums, you know, and, and of course you sort of, you know, you develop your vocabulary and, and, and you know, and whatnot. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it can be pretty hard writing lyrics sometimes. And especially if you have, you know, you have the song, that's usually what comes out first. I never really write lyrics, you know, first you know uh i always do the song first and 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 then when you have a clear melody in in, in your head um uh, for the vocals and maybe also the rhythms for for the screams and stuff um then you just want to get going you just want to record it yeah okay yeah because i mean you, you don't want you don't want to compromise you want to give give the song a, a, you know the lyric it deserves when you come up with something really good musically you know, you need to sort of find something that really matches the song and the vibe, which which can be really hard, you know. And um, but with time, you know, you you improve your vocabulary and and uh, you find new ways to to express yourself. And and I mean, there's been times when I actually wrote down some ideas in in, in Swedish first, and then sort of try to translate them. But you're always sort of uh, slave to <laughs> slave to the rhythm <laughs> you know, i just said that i just named that, that one um but, uh, yeah but you understand what i mean it, it, it it's when you have the rhythms done you know you don't want to compromise there either you know and then the lyrical content needs to be really good so there's always sort of a struggle there you know and a battle and and which makes it interesting i guess in the end because if it was easy it, you know i probably would have quit a long time ago so um so i mean it, 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 that's usually how it goes for me i kind of have really enjoyed you know how much you guys have collectively talked about just how different this this process was for this record and the fact that you were a lot more collaborative mm. Whereas, you know, maybe, and I don't mean to put words into anybody's mouth, but it seems like whereas maybe prior albums, there wasn't as much collaboration, maybe it was a singularly focused effort. Did did the results of how this record came out and the, chain, and, the chain, and the change of the process surprise you at any point? Like, were you really like, damn, maybe we should have done this, like, way sooner? Well, I mean, what's interesting is that it's usually more than just me and David who writes the songs, you know? So this is actually the first album in a very long time where there's only two songwriters so in that aspect i guess it's it doesn't sound like it's a it's a it's sort of like a group effort but what made it a group effort was that we were actually doing it sort of i guess you could call it the old school way we booked the studio for six weeks and we were all there together nobody came in and did their thing and then left we were there 
all of us the whole time, you know, and I think that's where sort of the magic happened as well. Um, everybody was very much involved and, and, and certain things happened in the studio as well. I mean, we have basic demos and, and, and it's never a case where we say, oh, you have to play exactly like this, you know? So I think that, that, um, did some wonders because on the previous album, um, it was very much of a situation where people came in did their thing and then left, you know, and it, it doesn't, doesn't have the same vibe. Um, so I think that's, that's something that was really positive for, for this record. And, and, uh, it's, it sounds very much alive too. And, and, and I think the, the songwriting and, 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 uh, you know, the sort of also, you know, coming up with lyrics and stuff what was was the hardest part. But once we were in the studio, everything went extremely smooth. You know, and and I guess I got surprised by that as well. It's like, wow, I can't recall it was this easy to record an album. You know, so <laughs> it must have been the vibe too. It was very it, it, everything was it was a great setup, great studio, and a really good vibe the whole time. So um, and there was just that nice it was a nice environment nice vibe and and also working with thomas pleck johansson um was fantastic and i think we'll we might do the next one with him as well he's uh he's very emotionally involved in the music and at the same time he's just a clown you know and and um yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean he's, he's always you know, joking around, always happy, and and and, uh, but at the same time, very serious and really into, you know, the music and the emotion running through it. You know, something I really liked uh, in this record, and it starts off this way too, and I think maybe that's where the this theme kind of carries along. But it seems like you know, with the way the the record starts and some of these like little. Uh, interludes and so forth. It seems like there's kind of homages to the opening track just throughout the whole thing, kind of really creating more of a sense of a full record, like a full-on record. It's not just here's a song, here's nine songs, and they're the collection that we wrote now. But this is le really this album and what it means, and that we sp we spent a lot of time working on these parts to make it feel as such. Was that something that was intentional? And why the track listing kind of became the way it was, or was this just kind of a happy accident once you kind of were sequencing the album? Well, all the instrumental stuff was was intentionally. That's something that we want. <laughs> we wanted to connect the songs, like you mentioned. It feels very feels very much like an album, and not just you know, okay, there's you know, whatever, twelve songs on the album, and 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 that's it. You know, they're, they're all sort of connected, even though it's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really you know say that it's sort of like a concept album you know per se but it's it has a, a, a flow and all these instrumental parts really uh, sort of connect with the with the vibe running through the whole album and it, it all makes sense you know and and that first intro for example i think that's really really cool it it, it i don't know it's like a scandinavian spaghetti western that's what it you sounds know, it's like it's funny that was exactly what I was thinking of when I was listening to it. And I know that's something we sort of talked about previously was kind of the spaghetti Western kind of vibe and movies uh, kind of carrying over. And I know you and I had made the comment about how some people were talking about how maybe they can hear influences of Night Flight Orchestra in Soil Work. And I have since seen, now that the record's been out, where people are still making those, you know, those same 
comparisons to like, oh, well, this is obviously, you know, Night Flight Orchestra oriented or whatever. But I think to me, it's a bigger, it's a, it's being drawn from a way bigger source. And of course, like, I think like if you think like Spaghetti Westerns and stuff like that, like they're, I don't know. It's just kind of funny when I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, okay, like here's this thing. And I kind of see where it's coming from. But it's funny that fans quote-unquote fans, uh, will not seem to pick up on the fact that there's a, a bigger source of inspiration for these things. They just want to dumb it down and be like, oh, well, he was obviously writing this other record around the same time, so of course it sounds like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, it definitely runs deeper than that. And uh, I don't know. I think I think the only thing in, in that the two bands, I mean, there are probably more things that we have in common, but <laughs> The, the, the two the two bands are becoming very cinematic i feel you know and whether it's soul work or night flight orchestra it's like it, it's i think that's sort of the key word it's it's becoming more cinematic and you you can you can hear all these these instrumental parts and also the actual songs you you can you could definitely hear them uh, you know it in a movie um, or in a TV show, whatever, and and I think some of the stuff is is extremely dramatic, you know, too. And uh, that being said, I don't think it's like over pretentious. It doesn't have that over pretentious feel to them because when when things becomes a little too pretentious, that that's sort of when I, you know, I, I don't I don't like it when it becomes too too like over over dramatic or over pretentious but i think we found that perfect balance where it feels very natural but still sort of cinematic and i think that's something that runs through both of the band's music no most most definitely i would i would agree with that but anyway what i was saying was you know in listening to the band's discography over the last week or so in preparation for this interview you know i kind of came to this interesting conclusion and a question that I was prosing to myself as a longtime fan, but I, I don't think I've seen it prose to you, especially not this year. Um, but, you know, you're 11 albums in to Soilwork's career. What does Soilwork in 20... What do you think of Soilwork in 2019 versus what it was in 1995 when you started it? Um, I mean, that's hard to say. I, I, I mean, I grew up with the band. Um, I was, let's see here, 95... Uh, well, I was like 17 years old. Holy shit. <laughs> so, I mean, no, wait, I was 16, right? Yeah, 16. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it, it, and now I'm, I, I just turned 40 last year, September, and, uh, it's kind of hard to sum up the whole thing, but I think it's, uh, it's, you know, back then, I guess, Things were sort of more spontaneous um, in a way. It was like that primal feel, you know, and 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 you just threw riffs together, and and that was it, you know, and didn't really think twice. And and I guess that's what happened happens with H two. And I, you know, you start analyzing things, and sometimes over analyzing things, and you know, whether it's life or music or lyrics or whatever. You know, so there are obviously pros and cons to that, but I think we managed to remain sort of true to our roots, but managed to develop our sound in in a very interesting way. You know, we're still making sense, you know, and it's 
it's it's it's hard to have a pretty personal it's hard to have a personal sound today i think in in metal because there's so much right and it's very easy to drown but i think we we still really stick out and we always find new ways to 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 express our sound and and, and get influenced by ourselves even you know in the in the end so it's it's been a extremely long journey yeah i mean i i i I'm 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 just glad that, that we're still here and, and that you still get a kick out of of, of of you know writing a song or or you know playing playing live. Not that touring is as fun as it used to be. Maybe <laughs> to, you, know, you still get that kick though. You know, I forget who it was. Wasn't it Alice Cooper who said? Uh... Tour, you get paid to for the hour you're on stage. It's the rest of the time that basically you're paying for as a musician. Or I'm really paraphrasing that like hell, I believe, but something to that effect. That yeah. basically it's only worth it for the hour you're on stage, and then the rest is kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- there's there's the waiting, obviously, and the traveling. You know, I, I can I can deal with the waiting. There's always something you can do. You know, but as far as the traveling, you know, it's. Um, especially the festival season, you know, you used to think that that was like the most amazing thing ever to do like 20 festivals in a summer, you know, flying back and forth every weekend. But, you know, now I sort of hate it. I mean, I, I like it when I'm there and I like it when I'm on stage, but all the logistics, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, not a lot of fun, but at the same time, you know, I, I do feel grateful that, you know, that we managed to stay on this level and now we can play all these great festivals, but but the traveling is not that much fun anymore. Right. Looking back on the career itself, you know, almost 25 years as the entity of soil work, what has surprised you the most about the career looking back? I mean, maybe it's kind of weird because, like, I, I pose these questions, and I'm like, wow, 25 years, you know, like a quarter century. But I don't know if, like, you yourself have really thought about that, like that, you know, you're approaching the 25-year career mark of soil work. Yeah, I mean, we haven't, we, we didn't really celebrate the the twenty twentieth anniversary. I don't know why. Uh, it just didn't happen, and we're I guess we're not. I don't know. Every other band does that, and some somehow we're sort of stubborn, and it's like, no, we're not going to do that because that's what everybody else is doing. So, um, and I mean, I am a fairly nostalgic person, you know, but um, somehow with with soil work, I, I think. <sighs> just always moving forward it seems yeah i guess it, it's always moving forward and you know and of course we got some offers to play you know natural born chaos in its entirety and and also having the drama but we won't do that because i mean to begin with it's not the same lineup you know and i i don't think it's fair to the old lineup or the new one to to do you know nbc or stopping the drama in in their you know in its entirety so I think we're moving forward, and and if somebody asked me to do maybe the Living Infinite, that's a different story, you know. Um, that's something that we would like to do. It's going to be a hell of a project because it's a double album. <laughs> and we've only played maybe like, I don't know, like six songs, seven songs from that album live. Right. So and there's like, what is it? I can't even I thought remember. There's twenty. Is it twenty three? Twenty four? <laughs> Yeah, it might be. Yeah, so that would be a hell of a project. But I mean, that's that's something that I could see us doing. 
because it would make sense. But then again, we're always trying to 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 move forward, and and um, there's there's already way too much of the sort of you know performing their classic album, blah 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 blah. It's it's getting sort of it should be enough with new album to draw people. You know, it's almost like fans need to perform their classic classics you know it all makes sense you know but it it's it's um i think it, it's also sort of is destroying the, the music scene a little bit when when bands are forced to perform albums classic albums in their entirety in order to draw people you know it should be enough with a new album like it used to be you know so something happened there, I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. One of the questions I actually did have, just because, like I said, as I was listening to the back catalog, there's certain albums that, you know, when I think about where I was when they came out, I then do this thing where I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe this record is however old it is. Yeah. But I realized I in listening to the discography the last couple of days, Chainheart Machine turns 20 this year. So I didn't know if, you know, I wasn't oh. asked, like, is there a potential to do you know, a, the a performance, like a one-night-only performance of the record itself. But, you know, that I was actually thinking more, you know, now that we're in this age of re-releasing stuff on vinyl and so forth, is there maybe a plan to do a re-release to commemorate the record and put it out on, like, a deluxe vinyl or, or give it, you know, basically a remastering or remixing or something and kind of bring it, you know, more up to, to current date sound, I guess. I don't know. I was just kind of thinking about the various things that a yeah. lot of bands like to do to commemorate a record now that they have the means to make, to do a lot of stuff with it. Yeah. I mean, that, that would make sense, you know, maybe a remaster with some bonus tracks and stuff, but th th there's, you know, there are no plans. Um, unfortunately, but, um, who knows? That might be something that, that would make sense. Um, because it, it, it is a good, a good album, and, and I mean, I, I know that it's been released on vinyl, and I think that was just a couple of years ago. Well, that's right, you guys did the big reissues of everything. I forgot about that. The big box set, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. It's, um, I mean, the, the production, you know, it's it, it, there, there's definitely things that could be improved in the production but the, then again it's, it almost feels like you should uh, let sleeping dogs lie you know and and um and move forward instead but i mean i i don't know i'm i'm um, sort of there's a little bit of ambivalence there <laughs> to well how about yeah. how about this then since uh there probably won't be a, a tour to commemorate that album and maybe not a re-release of the record itself what do you remember of that record what do you what's a memory either recording the record being touring in support of it that, you know, you look back on fondly or just a, a fun story of that, that time period. Um, well, we came to Japan for the first time when, when the chain art machine was released. So that was, you know, a big deal, obviously. And, and back then, um, did I lose you? No, no, I'm still here. No, I just, I just looked too. I was just, like, Oh, we're at 10 minutes. It's going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, we came to Japan, and, and uh, back then, um, in 99, there was not a lot of bands um, coming to, uh, European bands or American bands coming to to Japan. It's not like it's now. Every every band is going to Japan nowadays, but back then, it was sort of rare. So it, it, was, uh, it was crazy, because we only did like a small 
two week run in Europe before that with the the Brazilian uh, death metal band Crisian. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was our first tour, and we were traveling around in this camper, and it was yeah, the weather was terrible. It, it was just a nightmare, but um, we, we also had fun, obviously. But um, coming to Japan, it, it, it was just crazy. It was a different world, and, and you know, I mean, so many people can tell the same story. You know, that's and then you know, also I remember recording the album in Studio Fredman at the time, and um, and I think that that album was had some really interesting elements that sort of. They were sort of sticking out in the in, in, in the middle world at that time. So um, I mean, we had the thrash elements, but we also had sort of like Ingvi Malmsteen sort of solo arrangements, and then open chord sort of in almost like an industrial feel madness going on. Almost like sort of we got really inspired from the City album by strapping in that as well. So there was a lot of that going on as well. So it was. It was a really interesting mix, and I, I think we found, with that album, we found sort of uh, a really interesting recipe, you know, that sort of laid the foundation for the rest of the career. I would definitely, I would definitely agree with that. You know, it's funny you bring up the the Devin Townsend strapping on the lead part of it because I definitely get a lot of sense of that. I. I didn't look this up, but it's funny you said that because it reminded me too that I was supposed to look up. Have you worked with Devin Townsend, or w was that something that you would actually ever want to do? Just because of, I think you know a lot of the production work he's done has been really great, and I think if he, I, I don't think he's worked with you, but if he has has not, uh, I think it would be a really good fit, and I would be really interested to see what that combination would look like. Yeah, it could have been really cool. I mean, obviously you already know that he. He did produce the vocals for Natural Born, Born Chaos. Right. Okay. So I, I was going to say I thought he did something, but I I don't think he's produced a full on yeah. record. Okay. Yeah. You know, no, he produced that co-produced that record with uh, Frederick Nordstrom, uh, and then also he produced the vocals on Sworn to Great Divide, and I actually stayed in his basement for for two weeks in Vancouver. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> That was, it was awesome. We had so much fun, and it, it was it was pretty crazy. I was singing like two, twelve hours a day, and I pulled like two muscles on my chest from singing. It was, it was insane. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone pulling a chest muscle. No, I mean it's insane. I mean I was black and blue, and 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 then I had two songs to finish. Just I had to drink, like chug Crown Royal, and like sort of yeah. To deal with the pain while singing you know felt like somebody was stabbing my torso while singing that's crazy mm. so something i know i kind of hinted at this a little bit on the on the last chat but i'm gonna full-on ask it on this one because i think it's a little bit more in the same realm but what's going on with this harmonia mundi um i'm actually going to italy and in the beginning of May, to record vocals for the for the new Disharmonia Mundi album. So we're finally gonna get some new stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, that makes me so happy. Yeah, cool. I uh, I wanted to ask last time, but I was like, ah, Night Flight Orchestra, Disharmonia Mundi, that's a little bit of a stretch. It's not really uh, musically in common at all. Yeah. So. Is, is it interesting, you know, between all the projects that you have and to tie it back to soil work, is it interesting, you know, you have all these creative outlets that you do. Are you kind of surprised that you have such loyal fans in every single thing that you do? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really grateful and, and uh, happy that people sort of uh, 
how can I say sort of, you know, follow me in, in whatever I do, you know, and, and appreciate it, you know, and, and, and people are, you know, our fans and, and, and people that dig my vocals seem to be very objective, which, which is awesome. You know, a lot of people like soul work and the night flight orchestra, even though it's completely different stuff, you know, and, uh, Sometimes I do some session vocals for other stuff as well. And people, you know, whatever I do, you know, a lot of people seem to pick up on it and, and, and really enjoy it. And they almost enjoy to be surprised, you know, and, 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 and that's really cool, I think. Yeah, it's one of those, like, you definitely have a very unique voice. And it always seems that, it, like, especially in Night Flight Orchestra, like, on paper, I would almost feel like it wouldn't work. Like, if you were like, oh, Bjorn's going to do, like, kind of... This it's kind of hard to categorize, just like soil work is at times, but it's like, huh, okay, I don't know how that's gonna be. And then you listen to it, and you're like, holy shit, that that really works. Yeah. Uh, and then same with soil work, like you know, consistently over the band's twenty plus year career, mm. I've always thought that like this is the penultimate soil work record. They can't do any better. And then you know you put out a fucking double record, or you do you yeah. just you always find a way to. I don't know if reinvent is the word, but you always find a way to keep longtime fans while, I guess it's what we were actually just saying, you're always pushing forward. Yeah. And I think that's, it's so commendable to look back on, on your career in everything you've done and that somehow it still appeases me as a fan who is constantly growing and evolving myself and that you're, I'm kind of able to grow with you and you're able to grow with me, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's, uh, that is a beautiful thing, and I, I, I feel very, you know, I feel very grateful that people are that objective, and, and you know, it, it could have been the total opposite. You know, people say, oh, you know, you're going you're to do that stuff? Like, screw you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I don't respect you anymore. You know, you're supposed to be in metal, and if you want to do something else, you know, screw you, whatever. I mean, there are people like that, and... But then again, you know, I ha I've only gotten got, like really good response from people. You know, it's like, wow, this is very different. I normally don't listen to this stuff, but wow, you really pull this off, and I I love it. I did, you know, I didn't even I didn't even know that I kind of like this stuff. You know, this is normally not what I listen to, but I I really like this. You know, I like when you sing on it. So that's you know that's definitely a, a big compliment. Kind of in wrapping up before potentially I lose you again. Yeah. Um, you know, your output of the band is staggering. Um, at times, you are putting out records every single year. Mm. Are what, I mean, this record isn't even that old. It's not even a couple of months old. Are you guys already writing new material at this point? Or no. are, are you going to actually just kind of sit down and enjoy yeah. the time you spent on this one? Yeah, I think we're going to enjoy this album for a while. You know, um, it, it sort of deserves the attention. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's what we're going to do. And, 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 and sort of instead of chasing a new album, we're going to let it come to us instead. And uh, touring wise, um what does 2019 hold for you? I know you kind of talked about the festival season coming up uh, for you guys overseas. Uh, is there plans, obviously, to bring this record and the touring cycle here back to the States, at least, or, or abroad, anywhere else? Well, at some point, you know, um, I think we, we, we should definitely go to North America. I mean, we did three three North American tours on the previous one, so I think we sort of overdid it a little bit i would say and and maybe because we didn't really pick the right tours there was the soulfly tour was not 
really the right fit and not really the unearthed one either, even though we had good times and they were awesome touring companions. But and I, I don't know. It didn't seem like the right tour for us. So we will make sure before we head to the to the States and, and, and Canada that it's going to be something special, you know. So um, hopefully, you know, sometime next year, um, we will have something lined up, hopefully in the beginning. Well, hopefully if uh, you do that, we'll have to do an in-person chat because it would only feel right. Yeah. Hopefully you'll have your uh, Michael Jordan jersey on and I'll wear my Dennis Rodman jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, where can people find you or the band online? Well, it's going to be Facebook, Instagram, and um, I, I think those are the two sort of you know um, channels that they will um, find all the latest updates. And uh, I recently found out after our last chat that you're pretty much nowhere, and the few socials you do have, you don't use. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I actually just thought about it, maybe. You know, I, I don't like to spend too much time in social media because it's so time consuming and there are so many other things that are more important. Um, but maybe I should have some kind of a personal, you know. Maybe that'll be the fantasy world that you were talking about yeah, that you don't get will. into for the escapism. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, Bjorn, thank you very much for taking the time once again. Uh, always great chatting with you. And uh, hopefully we will see you next year at some point here in the States uh, to hear this new record live and whatever else you have to offer us yes i hope so too awesome well thank you very much thank you thank you and take care so that was my chat with bjorn strid of soil work uh that was a lot of fun i just went to a local bar and uh posted up in a corner and and did it so if you hear any background noise that is what was going on i was sitting in a bar and uh felt apropos though i mean considering how the last interview we did you know, was over shared cocktails and talking about cocktails and so forth. Just felt right to, you know, have a, have some beers and, and talk with an, uh, a returning guest. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. He, uh, yeah, I, I am appreciative that you guys didn't just talk about eighties, uh, music soundtracks the whole time. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not really what soil work is known for. I got to actually hear some soil work, uh, talk, which I was really excited about. Um, would have loved to have been on that chat as well, but, uh, as I was bitching to John about, uh, that you guys probably already heard the intro, man. I'm have been so busy this week that I couldn't get anything out. But I will have another dance centric interview coming up soon. Yeah, and the other thing too is uh, we had to fight with this one in the middle of the week on Sweden time. <laughs> yeah, that's rough too when somebody's half pulled away. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, it was a lot of fun. And the thing that I am the most excited about, and I, I've, you know, been champing at the bit to tell people this. We are getting new Disarmonia Mundi soon. Hell yeah. No, I'm really excited for some new uh, Disarmonia Mundi. I mean, I know we had a new record as about four years ago with Cold Inferno, but, I mean, going back to, like, just when I'm out of high school and Fragments of a Degeneration came out, then Mind Tricks, and, I mean, that was when I really had just kind of found soil work was, like, in that early 2000s. So, I mean... To find Disharmonia Mundi was just, you know, it's a little bit more aggressive and heavier than I think Soil Work was kind of starting to become at that point. So it kind of filled that itch of, like, you were, like, real big into, like, Steel Bat Suicide or, like, Chain Heart Machine and stuff like that. Like, just that that early uh, Soil Work stuff, it kind of scratched that itch. But, man, I am just really excited to, to see and get some new Disharmonia Mundi, and I'm really hoping uh, it lives up to the hype that I've put behind it. Yeah, I've, my buddy Jeff will be extremely excited about that. Uh, he is a huge supporter, <laughs> and uh, it's so funny too because I actually didn't hear I didn't hear them until recently, 
yeah, because I mean, I was always big into soil work, but uh, yeah, I, I had no idea that that he was uh, singing for another melodic death metal band. Um, and yeah, it just blew me away. I was like, holy shit! I I can't believe this like somehow escaped my radar. I mean, I cast a pretty wide net, but it's uh, it's pretty great. I mean, I definitely am a bigger fan of that like less mainstream sounding melodic death metal if that makes sense i mean by definition it's more mainstream sounding but but like what you said it's more like steel bath suicide type type stuff which was melodic but wasn't necessarily as big on you know being so clean and polished right and i think the thing that's kind of interesting about that too and i guess it's more akin to soil work is really it's just the i think it's only bjorn and like two other dudes that basically write everything for that record so it's it's kind of interesting just to see how streamlined it is with you know the the vision not getting convoluted by having too many cooks in the kitchen which i think was something else that was kind of interesting was kind of learning about the songwriting of soil work uh over the years and and so forth yeah absolutely well that's exciting news man uh that gives you something else to look forward to i was really excited about the new soil work and uh so excited i haven't even opened the package yet <laughs> well that was like a, that was like an all week kind of like hey honey if there's any packages outside you need to bring them in out of the rain there's there's important shit in there and then she was all like oh yeah i'm sure and you come home and then my shit's sitting outside in the rain well hopefully they did their job and protected it it was also kind of interesting though to uh to hear that there's not going to be any anniversaries of uh any of the old soil work stuff i mean like i said we're coming up on 20 years of some of the stuff and i think 25 of the band as a whole but it doesn't sound like bjorn's really one to to look back on what he's doing and just wants to keep moving forward yeah i think for a lot of these guys it's almost like it seems like five minutes since they started and so it kind of turns into one of those like like we were when we were talking with ryan from demon hunter it was kind of the same thing where he's like oh yeah we're we're on album nine and ten now you know like it, the years go by so quickly that I think sometimes unless somebody else suggests it, which we try to do every time we talk to anybody, we're like, Hey, just so you know, 20 years is coming up or 15 years is coming up. Um, and I think they really just don't think about it. And I think that, that's why some of these opportunities get missed. No, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, have you, have you caught soil work live yet? Have you seen them? No, I have not. Unfortunately um, I need to get out next time they're here, but uh that's that's kind of sparse they don't they don't come near my neighborhood too often yeah i got to see them one time and uh it was that death angel tour they did a couple years ago on the the panic broadcast i think uh album cycle it was like them death angel and some other bands but it was like the one of the last tours peter Wichards was uh involved in so indirectly i got to see you know one of the other half of the the band that i really enjoyed their their contributions to soil work and kind of what made soil work soil work and getting to hear a bunch of stuff off of stabbing the drama and you know chain heart machine and stuff like that like it was really cool as a longtime soil work fan just to kind of have that unique experience like my first time was with peter back in the band and everyone kind of firing on all cylinders and you know i'm not saying taking anything away from the live band now obviously like you know megadeth tapped uh the dude from soil work to to fucking be their new drummer so yeah absolutely it's not like there are any slouches uh in the musical department whatsoever right i mean you know you go with the guys that are the most consistent soil work is a consistent thing literally the most consistent band ever i think we already mentioned that but yeah uh, can't be it can't be overstated no 
And speaking of consistency, we're going to get to the plugs as we always do. So if you would like to keep up with soil work, you can find them really simple enough. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Soilwork. If you would like to keep up with uh, Bjorn, you can find him on Twitter. He's not very active there, but you can find him at Speedstrid. And uh, if you would like to keep up with all things Soilwork, you can head over to Soilwork.org. And uh, if you would like to keep up with Metal Nexus, you can find them at MetalNexus.net, Facebook at MetalNexus, Instagram at Metal.Nexus, and Twitter at Metal underscore Nexus. And Dan, where can the people find you? The people can find me on Facebook under Daniel Terry. They can find me also on Facebook under discography discussion which is my other podcast uh and you can also find me on twitter at discuss metal dan and if you'd like to keep up with all things this podcast you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at bruce speak pod look for us on youtube we uh posted the video of uh, dan and i talking to ryan clark that was just the skype uh audio visual um so nothing really too great there uh, but if you want to see us talking to people you can see kind of how boring it actually looks <laughs> um when you're sitting there listening to people and so forth but uh we're trying to uh so I think I was picking my nose half the time. Yeah, you know, microphone covers that. But uh, if you are uh, interested in checking that out, head over to the YouTube channel. It's just a Brutally Speaking podcast. Uh, you can find us, uh, or you can go to Twitter, and there's a pinned link, I think, to everything. Uh, if you would like to email us, you can email us at BrutallySpeaking at gmail.com. And if you would like to be a show sponsor, email us there. And speaking of show sponsors and consistency, our show sponsor is The Bean Bastard. Go over to TheBeanBastard.com, get you some delicious coffee. You can follow them at Facebook and Instagram at The Bean Bastard. And for the Brutally Speaking podcast, I am John. And I am Dan. We will talk to you all next time.